Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Those good swings, and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now, Matt Pauley on America's Sports Voice. KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. Away on a Tuesday evening, a shortened edition of a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. We'll take you to about uh, 6.45 tonight. We've got uh, SLU basketball this evening, so uh, Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr., they will take over at 6.45 for a 7 o'clock tip. Between now and then, we're going to talk a lot of Cardinals baseball coming off. Uh, great weekend, winter warm-up, Cardinals caravans going on. Just uh, for many, this is kind of the start of the season. We're less than a month out from pitchers and catchers reporting down in Jupiter, and this is the time where... There's a lot of things to talk about and a lot of things that can still happen before they do report down to Jupiter. As always, if you want to join us, multiple ways to get connected with the program. You can call, you can text 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900 if you want to call in or text into the program. Or you can tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T. P-A-U-L-E-Y on air is how you find me on Twitter. I guess the question that I would send out to you, because there was, there's a lot of talking points that came out of winter warm-up. That's what happens because just about everybody that's there has multiple times that they're talking. We had just about everybody here on KMOX as we did our three days worth of broadcasting. All those individuals did large-scale media sessions with the with the print media and the TV media, Bally uh, Sports and Jim Hayes. Uh, got a lot of one-on-one interviews over the course of the three days. So there's just a lot of time and a lot of talking that's going on. So therefore, there's a lot of different things that are said. So my question for you, if you, if you want to chime in on this, and I may get to it at some point, what came out of this weekend that – most piqued your interest, that most interested interested you, maybe, maybe made you most happy, maybe made you most angry. Like what, whatever it happened to be, I'd be curious to hear from you. So feel free to give us a call, uh, 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. That's how you call, or you can uh, text into the program at that same number, or you can uh, tweet at me, and uh, we'll go through that before we uh, get done here in a little bit more than uh, a half hour from now. The things that really jumped out at me over the few days. First off, let's get to the TV side of things because it was mentioned that Bally Sports Midwest is good to go for this upcoming season. 
that the Diamond Sports people have guaranteed the Cardinals that they are going to get paid out the full amount that they are owed for this year. There's been a lot of talk about Major League Baseball teams kind of hedging their bets from a payroll standpoint because the payouts from their TV money this year might not be as great as they were expecting to be. That should not be impacting the Cardinals for this year. They are expecting to get what they are owed, and that's not a surprise considering the fact that Cardinals television ratings are what they are. They're some of the best, if not the best TV ratings in all of Major League Baseball. So the fact that that money is essentially guaranteed for this year, I think that's a notable thing. It's an important thing. It also puts some finality on what's going to be happening from a TV standpoint because in 2025, Bally Sports Midwest, in all, unless somebody comes in and buys all the assets, yeah, you know, Amazon kind of tried to do that and it got rejected by Major League Baseball. So unless somebody comes in and buys all the assets and gets agreement with Major League Baseball and there's a new RSN that takes over, in all likelihood, Bally Sports Midwest is not going to exist after this year. So where do the Cardinals go from there? Uh, Bill DeWitt Jr., Bill DeWitt III met with the media, and the, the indication was that everything's on the table at this point. There's the possibility of starting a new channel with uh, the Blues, Uh, There's the chance of kind of going at it on their own. There's the possibility of jumping in with what like other teams have done that have lost their Bally uh, contracts. So we've already seen that say with the, with the, with the Arizona Diamondbacks and the San Diego Padres, and they've been able to use the resources of MLB network, but there are still a lot of things on the table, but it's very much something that the organization is keeping at, uh, at top of mind right now because they know They've basically got a year to figure out what they're going to be doing from a television broadcast standpoint moving forward. But the fact that everything stays the same. So if you had Bally's before, you you still have it unless something crazy happens with your television provider and full money is coming in. That's good from a payroll standpoint. It was also mentioned. I, I know I know for a fact that this is important. The the eyeball situation. Derek Gould wrote about this in the Post-Dispatch, getting as many eyeballs as possible onto these games because the the Hulu live TVs and the YouTube TVs of the world that don't have an agreement, if that's how you get your TV service, you're not getting Bally. And less and less people in this era of cord cutting are getting Bally Sports Midwest. And then you add in all the all the blackouts that exist across all of Major League Baseball. It's it's kind of odd the way things have worked out where there's a lot of people who really want to watch Cardinals games. I think they're willing to, you know, spend some money on it, spend on it in the sense that they're spending money on their TV package and they want those games to be a part of it, and yet it's just not happening. So while this upcoming season might look very similar to what it's looked like before, I know for a fact that the Cardinals are very aware of what's going on in terms of a lot of people out there who want to be able to watch games who can't, and that is something that they're going to want to fix moving forward. So whatever it looks like into 2025, I suspect that whether you want to go into some sort of uh, just a, a straight 
streaming situation where you want to buy the streaming package to be able to watch the Cardinals only on streaming or almost no matter what television package you happen to be purchasing, that there's going to be a good chance that you can watch those games. So I think, and the blackouts, I think for the most part are going to go away as well, but that's all something that's going to be down the road in probably 2025 and beyond for 2024. It's going to be the, uh, the status quo. So that's the off field storyline that hit me the most. What about the on-field storylines, the storylines with players, with managers, with that, with everything going on? We'll touch on that coming up in just a moment or so as we roll on with the Gray Bar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Dive into all things Cardinals on Cardinals Conversations, your go-to location for exclusive content from KMOX. Catch it on the Odyssey app or your favorite podcast platform. Stay connected with your team. Cardinals Conversations, where the Redbird talk never stops. You just heard that promo for the Cardinals Conversations podcast feed. And it's available KMOX.com, Odyssey app. I th- These last three days are some of my favorite days of the year. And I just think... The lineup that we had here on KMOX, we did Saturday 10 to 2, Sunday 10 to 2, and then yesterday 10 to 1, and just about everybody showed up at some point in time. If you missed any of those conversations, would encourage you to get to KMOX.com, get to the Odyssey app, look up Cardinals Conversations, and you can find all of them. Uh, It was just really, really, really good stuff. Again, that's part of why I love this weekend so much. And, uh, yeah, that is available uh, to you, uh, Cardinals Conversations podcast feed, and hopefully you can check that out. This is a Graybar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. Again, the the question that's out there, and we welcome your phone calls, your text messages, and your tweets if you want to get in here, 314-436-7900 is how you call or text, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. The question that's out there is, What's the thing that most jumped out at you that was said over the three days of Cardinals winter warm-up? And the thing, two things that kind of jumped out, and again, I think it's a vocal minority, but it's it's a very vocal minority. Um, the two things that I thought were very interesting that were said and got a lot of negative reaction, and I thought incorrectly negative reaction was one John Mosaylock talking about maybe there was some arrogance going into last season that the Cardinals had 
always done things a certain way and they'd had a lot of success and maybe there was some arrogance there in the way that they put the team together last year. And then Oliver Marmel mentioning the fact that he wants to have people on his staff that can do his job, that he wants to have people on the staff that are smart people that maybe think a little bit differently than him, but are strong enough in who they are to challenge him on things. And he even said that he could have done a better job last season. And let's be honest, when you lose 90-plus games, everybody could have done a better job. There's, there's, If we want to use the, the blame word, there's enough blame to go all the way around when it comes to everybody who is involved in the organization. So I thought those two things that were said, uh, Mo talking about the arrogance that maybe was involved last year and, and Ali talking about wanting to have people around him that can challenge him and that could do his job if they, if they needed to. I thought those were really positive things, really positive. And I'm not, I always get accused. I get accused over and over and over. I'm always told I carry water for the Cardinals. This is not me carrying water. This is not me putting a positive spin on something that was being said. This is me taking a step back and looking at at what the words that are coming out of the mouths of these individuals and if action is going to follow those words what it might mean and it's nothing but positive if John Mozalak is going to sit there and say you know what maybe we were a little bit arrogant about the way we do things and that's something that we need to change you know what that means they're doing That means they are looking inward at the way that they go about their business, the way that they go about building rosters, the way that they go about developing players, the way they go about acquiring players, the way they go about just about anything, and they're saying, are we doing this the right way or are we doing this the wrong way? You can argue, I would argue, those type of conversations, those types of thought processes should be happening all the time. All the time. Doesn't matter if you're winning a World Series or coming in last place. You should always be inward looking. And I, I think that is very true. But at the same time, we're all human beings. We're all human beings. And if you're doing something and it's working, well, then it's it's a little bit more challenging to start looking and saying, how can we do this better? It's tough to do that. It's tough to look and say, how can we do this better? And I think that's something that they learned. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, what's wrong? What's wrong? And and this is, call me up, 314-436-7900. You can tell me where I'm wrong. That's fine. What's wrong with Oliver Marmel sitting there and saying, I want to have people around that can do my job. I want to have people around that are going to challenge me. And that's what he specifically talked about with Yadier Molina and Daniel Descalso coming in. You know, Descalso and Ali are, are close friends, but at the same time, all indications are that Descalso is going to be more than willing to uh, to challenge him. I don't think Molina and, and Marmel are friends per se. I th- I think they're, they are individuals that have worked together. I'm sure Molina challenged Ali at times when he was a player. And just being around Ali as much as I am, and I'm not around him a lot. I'm around him a little bit. Um He's, he's a guy that uh, I, I, I don't think is uh, – I, I think he is going to appreciate when people look at things a different way than him 
And when it is brought to his attention, he's going to think through it. That's one of the things that I most often uh, get the feeling from uh, when it when it comes to him. So, um, yeah, I don't think those are bad things. And they're from the, again, I'm, I'm convinced that it's a vocal minority. The vocal minority of people out there are going to take issue with just about anything any of those two individuals happen to say just because of who they are. Not because of the content of the words that are coming out, but because of what they are, uh, well, who they are, and just the, the way they're feeling about that. So that's kind of my um, that's that's my take on that. Again, three one four four three six seventy nine hundred. If you want to chime in, um, I, I again I liked I liked what uh, I, I liked what was said. The other thing that was brought up was the leadership. And Brendan Donovan was somebody who was mentioned as somebody who's really taking on a leadership role. Was there a leadership void on this team? Can it be addressed going into the next season? We'll discuss that next. It's the Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Rolling on with a Graybar Sports Open Line. It is a winter warm-up review as we go through many of the things that were said over the weekend, what it means for the Cardinals moving forward. In the last segment, we talked about uh, John Mozeliak's comments about him feeling like maybe there was some arrogance into the way that they uh, addressed the team last season and uh, just based on the fact they had so much success. And then Oliver Marmel talking about the fact that he wants to have people on his staff that are going to challenge him. He wants to have people on his staff who are highly competent in their jobs and could potentially replace him. That's uh, that's the type of people he wants to surround himself with. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can uh, tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. Edward has given us a call. Hey, Edward, you are on uh, Graybar Sports Open Line. Hey, Matt, great to be with you. Um, comment on John Mosellock. Hey, we know that he's done a good job in acquiring some of the players that, that we've had, but I think more than arrogance, my thought all along during the season last year is that he's on profit sharing with the Cardinals, and he did not want to spend money to get in players that they needed because increasing the payroll would decrease his profit sharing. Look, I don't know anything about his contract status and whether there's profit sharing, but if there is, he's he's doing just fine. Um, I don't. I would disagree with you, to be perfectly honest, Edward. I, I do think there was arrogance in them just always doing things the way they'd always done them, so they, they kept doing them. Also, and I don't want to revisit last year's offseason too much, uh, but I at the same time, I, I you know... I, who like what's the what's the player who was available last season that that you would have liked to have seen them brought in that could have been a difference maker? They had many options uh, prior to the season. Look look at all the pitching that signed elsewhere. Uh, some of the high name American League pitchers, uh, Verlander and and different ones like that. Scherzer, they they had they could have gone out and got some of those guys. Scherzer being a St. Louis guy, look what that would have brought in in revenue for St. Louis to get somebody like that into their lineup. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call, Edward, for sure. Um, I you know when I look back on last season, 
Nathan Eovaldi is the guy that if I could go back and redo last year's offseason, he's the guy that I would have liked to have seen them bring in. At the same time, and again, we've talked about this. I don't want to, we're in the middle of this offseason. We don't need to talk through last year's offseason. A lot of the the names and the individuals that they were connected to either didn't have great seasons or got injured. So, uh, again, I'm not trying to look. They lost 90 plus games last year. The roster was not built to be a consistent winner. That is a that is a cold hard fact. Uh, I'm I, I'm so I'm not trying to give anybody a free pass on anything. There are certainly some things they could have done differently. But it's all at the same time. It's hard to say this one guy, this one move, this one decision uh, would have changed things and made it a lot better. I think. I think what you've seen this offseason, they moved very quickly. This is there's still a million guys out there, right? Like there's there's so many free agents that are still out there right now. It has been a horribly slow moving free agent process. And what did the Cardinals do? They went and signed three starting pitchers, boom, 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 including one of the top guys available on the market in Sonny Gray. Let's grab Terry, who's giving us a call. Hey, Terry, you're on Sports Open Line. Uh, Last week you were uh, having callers call in to say if they thought the Cardinals would make any more moves and you thought they might make a move. Well, in the post-dispatch that day, Derek Gould had an article that they still wanted to add one more reliever. And uh, it was in the Sunday paper, too. It both said that they were talking with a bunch of relievers and they wanted to add one more reliever. And one quick thing also, Ben Fredrickson had an article a couple weeks ago about how ridiculous on his prime nine on the baseball network that Bob Gibson wasn't in the top nine. Um, I never saw that one, but I did see the relief pitching one. And the one that, to me, is ridiculous when I seen this to me, they had the right nine, but they had Bruce Suter ninth and Goose Gossage fourth. Goose Gossage won two Rolades Relief Awards. He led the league in saves twice. Suter won five Rolades Relief Awards, five times led the league in saves and won a Cy Young Award, and four times he was in the running for the Cy Young Award. I think he was twice, he was third, and twice he was fourth. They also had Raleigh Fingers fifth. And the what I think Terry, I'm, I'm gonna let, look. You're making great points. This isn't what we're talking about right now, so I'm gonna let you go. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you. Appreciate the phone call at three one four four three six seventy nine hundred. I do think the Cardinals are gonna sign another relief pitcher. That's something that uh, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Say a week ago, uh, but I do think with where the team is at right now and the comments that have been made. You know, when we had Mo on our show on Saturday, uh, we uh, he said that there's still a lot of activity, a lot of conversations going on in the free agent market, uh, more so than trades at this point. There's a lot of guys that are still out there. I do think the Cardinals are going to uh, to add a reliever, uh, like a legitimate late inning, high leverage type reliever before they get to spring training. John has given us a call. Hey, John, you're on a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Uh, thanks, Matt. Uh, I just I want to ask you a question because you're really in the know in regards to baseball. Do you think at this point in time the Cardinals have made enough moves to be World Series contenders? I think that... I think there is a significant difference in talent when you look at the Cardinals versus, say, the Dodgers, the Braves, 
the Phillies. So I don't think the Cardinals have positioned themselves to be among the elite teams in the National League. John, the reason I'm kind of circumventing your question is because we see it every year where if a team gets hot in the playoffs, they they make a run. And sometimes one of the best teams in baseball gets run out of there really early. So when people talk about the Cardinals being World Series contenders, it's hard for me to answer that question simply because the playoffs are such an incredible crapshoot. But when I look at the best teams in baseball, I do think there is a difference between the Cardinals and, say, those those three specific teams I mentioned in the Dodgers, the Braves, and the Phillies. Uh, Where would you put the Padres? Kind of right around where the car, that second group, that second tier. Like I just, and John, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, and we, we'll still see what the Padres end up looking like. I, there, there's a chance that they could still sell some pieces uh, either before the season or as the season goes along. They're trying to get their finances in order for sure. Uh, obviously, they already moved one notable player uh, in Soto. I look, they still have some really nice players there, right? Like they have. They have a Manny Machado. They have a Fernando Tatis Jr. They've got some really, really good players in there. I do think that they, much like the Cardinals, you, you, and they're in the same division as the Dodgers. So when you compare the Padres to the Dodgers, the Padres are, are well off that for sure. Paul has given us a call. Hey, Paul, you're on a Graybar Sports Open Line. Hey, Matt. Great show tonight. Thank you. Uh, as always, um, I wanted to just uh, say, you know, I feel like we're just about soup. As far as heading into the season, you know, it would be nice to add one more effective uh, Kittredge-like right-handed reliever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if we just roll in, you know, we're in the Central <laughs> and we're not in the West um, or the East, thankfully. But, um, you know, with the addition of Kittredge, um, I feel like uh, our, you know, with the three inning eaters <clears throat> that we've taken on, that we've pulled into the mix here, with Sonny Gray at the top of the rotation. Um, and I look for Miles Michaelis to uh, turn it up a notch next year. Um, but the bullpen will have half the workload, roughly, that it had last year, theoretically, barring injuries. Um, and that automatically makes them a lot more effective. And then when you've got, you know, Zach Thompson and Liberator joining um, King and JoJo from the left side, you're um, prepared quite nicely. And from the right side, I just think the Kittredge trade, which likely was inspired by Kyan Bloom, I think, uh, you know, is it, it is hitting the nail on the head. So I'll hang it up and see what your thoughts are. If, uh, if we rock and roll with what we got, how we would fare. Yeah, Paul, pr- really appreciate the phone call. I agree with most of what you said, and it's largely connected to the fact that the NL Central is just not very good. I don't right now as they sit – if you put the Cardinals, the Cubs, the Brewers, and Reds in front of me, it's really hard to differentiate those four teams from each other. The Reds are the most talented team in that group, but it's young talent. It's unproven talent. They've done a few things this offseason uh, that have been nice. They're pro- if there's going to be a team that just takes off, it might be the Reds. That's probably the scary team. The Cubs scare me because of what's still out there. The Cubs have been connected to Jordan Montgomery. They've been connected to Cody Bellinger. They've been connected to Reese Hoskins. They've been connected to Josh Hader. They've been connected to Matt Chapman. If, if they bring in two, three, four of those guys, all of a sudden, if the Cubs are kind of close to who the Cardinals are right now and the Cubs sign two or three of those guys, then all of a sudden you look at the Cardinals and you say, ah, this, this, 
this might be a team that's going to be challenged to, to win the division. But as the Cubs sit right now, absolutely agree. Uh, the Brewers, look, give credit where credit is due. Even when people don't think they're going to be very good, I didn't think they were going to be especially good this past season. They go out there and perform. They're not going to have Brandon Woodruff this season due to injury. They still have Corbin Burns, but Burns is not going to sign with that team long term. So if there's an opportunity for them to trade Burns, they are going to do it. Uh, there's other players that could end up get traded as they've got a they've got a really good farm system and some young guys that are going to be taking some steps forward, which may give them the opportunity to to move on from some more well established players. But what's the impact of losing? Using a Craig Council as your manager, what's Pat Murphy going to do uh, in that spot? So it's a division based off question marks right now. I agree with Paul. Right now, Cardinals have as good a chance as any team in the division to win the division this year. And with that, you roll into the postseason. Now they they do that, and uh, you would hope that they would also add at the deadline. But they need to get to that point first. So I would say the team that I continue to be most worried about is the Chicago Cubs. If they continue to do almost nothing, on, and, and they made a couple moves last week. That's not fair now to say almost nothing, but it's been a very quiet offseason. If they make some big splashes before all is said and done, then all of a sudden they're the team that maybe takes that step forward. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Thanks so much to everybody who uh, chimed in today. We've got slew basketball. Bob Ramsey, Earl Austin Jr., they've got you next right here on KMOX. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.